0: Hey everybody, welcome to the whole church podcast. It's possibly your favorite church unity podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm the one you guys put up with, Joshua Knoll. here to introduce, that's my sole purpose, is introducing the one and only, DJ Tiberius Juan Blackwell, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you get a little bit better at that every time. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm just here to practice announcing you. That's the whole reason we do this show. Um, Also, we are brought with a special guest for this special bonus episode, the one and only return guest who is having his first solo bonus episode before his first solo episode. Uh, Let's see, let's see, how do do, do I I announce this guy? He's very special to me. He is a traveling preacher in the great state of Indiana. He is the host of My Seminary Life podcast, and he is the co-coordinator of Systematic Geekology. Please welcome to the stage... Brandon Knight. Is that what we're calling me at Geekology? I don't even know what I do. Here. <laughs> I thought that's what you put in the, the, the handout that we
1: just I think so. And I was like, maybe, I maybe that. That's that
2: sounds good. important. It sounds good. It sounds good. I'm just kind yeah, of a guy. Not, not to steal TJ's gimmick, but I'm just kind of a guy, so.
1: No, that's that's definitely my thing. I am yeah. just a guy.
2: <laughs> TJ's official role is the guy. The guy. He's the guy. Yeah.
1: There was a... They almost cast me in Spy Kids 3, but I was busy at the time of recording. <laughs> yeah. There is this um, old computer game
0: that I downloaded that I still download from time to time just to torture myself called I Want to Be the Guy. Okay. And, and the, the deal is if you one. beat it, you're supposed to order a shirt that says I am the guy. Okay. And the entire thing is you're a kid who his goal is to be the guy. And it's like old 2D, like, scroller side to side kind of deal, but it okay. is
2: insanely impossible to beat. I mean, not impossible, but impossible. Well, if TJ's the guy... And Josh is also the guy. Then I'll be the dude because I like the big Lebowski. So I'll be the dude man. (laughs) Nice.
0: Nice. And guys, um, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'll tell you guys why we're here. We are here to introduce what's going to be a patron only series where we're going to ask guests that come on our show for their pet peeves. Whether it be how people mistranslate a certain scripture or something that people do during church services that we just kind of think is annoying. And uh, it's going to be an ongoing series. This will be our third edition to our Patreon, so you'll get your weekly Too Long Didn't Listen, where our guests summarize the show in under 10 seconds. You'll get your monthly whole church news, and you will get our guests telling you their church and biblical pet peeves. So we are unabashedly just introducing this series, hoping that you guys will go over to Patreon, visit that paywall, and hear more of this if you like it. Sorry, I was waiting for TJ to tell you guys to rate the show on Apple Podcast or Spotify. But we are doing this without an outline, which is rare for us. Another thing we do for our bonus episodes, that are pretty rare these days, we like to save time with our silly question and only ask half of a question. So I want to ask you were telling of a me about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like to ask half of a silly question. Uh, we both will give a half of an answer to it, and then we'll let you go. To to round it out Okay. So today's half of a silly question Is If there was An apocalypse Okay TJ How would you answer that half of question That would Yeah Uh, My half an answer I think would be See I would have to start with Okay Brandon What would your half an answer to If there was an apocalypse be you can only give half answers.
2: I would start by going to Target. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: That's a solid that's a solid half answer. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, guys, we're gonna jump right into the gimmick for this bonus series. Again, this is going to be available on Patreon with several guests in the future. We're going to go round table. Uh, usually we'll just do ask the guests, but today. Since this is a special bonus, we're all going to give two pet peeves from either biblical translation or um, church stuff, et cetera. You'll get the idea once we start. I'll go – well, Brandon can go first, then Ooh. TJ, then I'll go last. That's how we'll do this. We'll, okay, we're going to start with Brandon. Brandon, what is a pet peeve, whether it be of how someone interprets a scripture or just something people do in church?
2: I uh – uh I'm glad to hear that I get two because I had it narrowed down to two and was going to flip a coin. But this will work great because (laughs) one is more of a personal preference. And the other one is really something that truly annoys me. And we need to stop doing, you know, part of my theological bent is uh, being reformed. And part of that means, you know wanting to constantly trying to reform the church so that way it better bring its glory to God. And one thing <laughs> that truly is a pet peeve of mine that is just it's just a silly annoyance is I'm not a fan <laughs> of this movement in modern Christian worship of taking perfectly fine hymns and forcing in a chorus or a new verse or a thing like that it's it's not my favorite i could really do without a lot of them there are some exceptions like chris tomlin's version of amazing grace that's fine but whoever came up with the idea that the thing that was missing from the song in christ alone was people going Oh whoa oh, oh, whoa oh, oh. whoa whoa! They need to not have any more ideas. Like I don't know, I don't know why that was needed. What did you think of Jimmy Needham's um, hymn album that he did? I don't know if I ever finished it. I think I've heard like tracks here and there off of it, and I thought it yeah. was fine. Like I said, there are exceptions here and there, but for the most part, when it comes to hymns, I'm more of a just just play the hymn. Just, just yeah. do the hymn.
0: I think largely the songs in that album are kind of hit and miss. All right, all right. So that's Brandon's first biblical or church pet peeve. TJ, what's something that, that we do in church or something we do when we translate the Bible that just kind of gets on
1: your nerves? So I'm, uh, I'm not really a pet peeves kind of guy. I had to think long and hard about <laughs> why are you doing this in series? <laughs> <laughs> because,
2: I'm <laughs> because I'm on the show.
1: Because <laughs> I'm but I have two only one of them is related to the church okay okay it's when a, a pastor takes the stage after worship and either starts his you know starts his speaking with a line from the song that was just played or mm. asks the singers to sing it again because <laughs> that's <laughs> okay just That really gets on my nerve from the other side of things. That is so annoying. Not the speaking part so much, but being asked to sing it again when you aren't (laughs) like, you know, that's not in the that's not in the show notes. We weren't going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and most of the time, it's just kind of this awkward, like no one really knows where we are. No one knows what part of the song we're singing. He just says, oh, sing that again for me. Okay. I'm Uh, guilty of this. Yeah, actually,
0: one time I um in Somerville I was giving my testimony for a service, and they were doing worship songs, and I don't remember what the song was, but it was like a a combination of two songs, so they did two different choruses because there was two different songs they were doing, mm-hmm. like a mashup, I guess. And I didn't know that, so I asked them to sing the chorus again, and I got which chorus, and I was like, both. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so now I know. I've given the opportunity. Don't do that. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. I, I have so many, so many, uh, this one, this one is one that TJ doesn't agree with me about, but I I think it's incredibly awkward. And if you, if you didn't grow up hearing church lingo, I think it just sounds unputting. That's not the right word. Off putting. Off putting. There we go. Did you say? (laughs) Yeah, nothing. I said (laughs) off putting, um, it's when the preacher gets up, and it's time for, like, fellowship or whatever, when we go shake each other's hands. But instead of saying, go greet one another or something normal, he says, why don't you just go love on somebody? I hate that. That <laughs> term, go love on somebody, really but Like, I'm like, that is cringy to me. Like, please stop. <laughs>
2: yeah. As a Josh traveling preacher, cool I both. can say I've never told people to go love on each other, <laughs> but I definitely have done what, T- what TJ said. I, I have... I have probably, I have done that one before.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's most, funny. most people who speak in a church are.
2: That's pretty funny. All right, Brandon. Brandon, what's your, what's your second pet peeve? Second one. Uh, general into a broad, or er, broad into a more specific idea. Verses ripped out of context for the sake of decorative wall art. Very mm, specifically. Yeah. Now, there's a lot. And I don't want to take all of them because you have plenty of guests coming. (laughs) But specifically Joshua 24, 15, which is as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Because it's always depicted in like these this beautiful handwritten lettering and soft colors. I've even seen ones that have like kitchen utensils on it, like a measuring cup and a spoon and all this stuff. But when you dig into the actual context, this is grizzled old man, Joshua, worn, torn. He's literally going to die after giving this speech. He's pleading with the nation of Israel (laughs) not to go after foreign gods after he dies because he can't do anything about it after he dies. This is this verse is more Hugh Jackman in Logan or Charlton Heston in any movie he's ever been in. It's more like that rather than Martha Stewart. So give me one with like barbed wire and nails. That would be more accurate.
1: Yeah. Get like the Punisher tattoo with. As for God me in my house. There you t- go. <laughs> it. Yeah.
2: I um,
0: What I'm hearing is try to avoid taking scriptures out of context and putting them on walls. Instead, stick with something safe like. um. Not all who wonder are lost. Put that on your
1: wall. Yeah, world. there that's you a, go. That's a
2: safe For, in context.
1: A, yes. and, and lo, there is a fire in my loins. That's, you can't take that out <laughs> of context. That's, that is exactly what it means. You hang that in your bedroom, everyone knows what that means. <laughs> well,
0: all right. TJ, what is your second church or biblical pet peeve?
1: Yes, so my second and possibly only other pet peeve. Hmm. Not exactly related to the church, but I've definitely heard it in church. It's when somebody says, but yet.
2: <laughs> but yet.
1: That is incorrect. Yes. Is I... And yet. No. But and yet mean the same thing. You cannot say them both in conjunction. That's not how it works. <laughs> you know, I had a you grammar say issue but. the other
2: day. I was listening to a preacher use the semicolon example, if you guys know that one, and then he yeah. went to use it in a sentence and it was totally a comma and not a semicolon. So I understand, TJ. <laughs> use yeah, language
0: that's, good. That's amusing.
2: Yes, use language good. Mine is,
0: mine is sort of grammar adjacent. This will be my last one, is, or my last one today anyway. I'm going to have to do more of these. This makes me feel better about life. I hate when preachers or teachers who are interpreting the Bible and, you know, teaching it to people, treat the headings as if it is scripture. Mm. That is not in scripture. That's something Mm. the translation just put there. So, like, when you're going through Daniel, it says, see, it says in the heading, this is about King Nebuchadnezzar or this is about King of Persia. And I'm like, well, Mm. it doesn't say that in the text. So, why are you treating that as though that is the Bible? (laughs) Please Stop.
2: I don't know if honorable I've ever mention. I think I've used it before as reference for context. Like I'll say, hey, if you glance over at the ne- previous page, this is a story about John the Baptist and now we're here. Um, but I don't yeah. think I've ever used it as like a hard and fast like, yep, this is definitely part of the book.
0: Yeah, like I just I, I hate that so much, so much. It just irritates me. Right, well, honorable mention, TJ?
1: Yeah, I lost it already. Clearly, not that big of a pet peeve. <laughs> no, that's that's funny. That, that's why it was an honorable mention, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah, now, one thing I do like about all of this, though, is that it does speak to actual truth. We're not just doing this pet peeve because we want to tease the church. There's like when I'm thinking of some of these things, like, but yet. That makes you sound less intelligent. And when we're trying to get the word out to people, we want to sound like we know what we're talking about, not like we're uneducated. That's something St. Augustine talked a lot about. Um, And I'm trying to think about some of the other examples. Uh, You know, hymnals, they're classics for a reason. You know, that's Mm -hmm. important to the history of the church. And remembering your history helps build up the body. Um, When using headings incorrectly or taking scripture out of context, that's... Even if you know the actual context and you're just doing it because it looks nice, you're creating a culture where people misunderstand these phrases. And that is an issue when we're talking about how the church can unite when the church doesn't even know the Bible.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, does know- you have
0: any final thoughts on
2: that <laughs> and doesn't know language either. I've noticed that more and more uh, within the past year, we've lost an art for rhetoric, not how we use the term now for oh you're just throwing fancy words around but like the actual like philosophy of rhetoric like saint augustine used to study you know we've lost that we've (laughs) lost our ability to understand how our language works and those things matter like we we need to know how to communicate because part of a lot of what we talked about here was related specifically to the preacher and things that we don't like that pastors may do or say. And I'm sure there's going to be more down the pipeline. Um, But yeah, that's what we see here is that there's a lack of understanding of how the language, how our language works and we need a better understanding of it.
1: Yeah. It was preaching out of the message. That was my other pet peeve. Don't do that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I understand reading from it, honestly, because, like, it's nice to read. It's accurate enough. You're going to get the gist of what it says. Accurate read enough from should a be the story. slogan
2: of the message.
0: <laughs> message. Accurate, accurate enough. enough. It is still a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and these are that parentheses, kind of. In fact, it could have just said that. Parentheses, kind of, in parentheses, the Bible. <laughs> Perfect. Um. And, and, and not to harp on my own points, but, you know, obviously they're the ones that annoy me the most. I brought them up. I'm, I'm thinking of that go love on somebody kind of language and not just that. Like when people say, well, let's have a time of fellowship and those kind of things. And I'm thinking of we have built this model of the church. And I want to get Brandon's take on this of whether or not we're teaching anything about this in seminary or seminaries. You know, he's my seminary life guy. Maybe he knows. That's just not the kind of language that people speak out in the world. So we build up this model of evangelism where our goal is to bring people to church and then when they get there, they'll get saved. But then all the language and stuff we use in church is very specific to a culture that was only developed in the church, which makes it really awkward for people outside of the church. Are we teaching anything to get away from that or what's what's going on on seminary
2: front with this? We're not teaching anything to get away from it, and we're not teaching to do it. Uh, this is more of a copy paste issue. That, okay. but I totally monkey agree. See, do kind of thing. Yeah, it's definitely more of a monkey see, monkey do type of thing. I, it's interesting to me, being part of seminary. Sometimes the questions that I get, of oh, are you studying this? Oh, are you doing this? No. That's, that's not, that's not what we do here. And, that, and, that, and that's not to say that those are dumb questions or anything like that, but it does show kind of the disconnect between somebody who's in the higher education world and then just an average person of the church, you know, that we're not, nobody tells me and Brandon, make sure that you say, now go love on someone. That's nowhere. <laughs> That's not in the handbook. That's not a class. I'm um, glad. <laughs> yeah. Are there some things that are very taught that are like not necessarily a biblical thing per se? Sure. I was taught in my preaching class the good old fashioned Baptist three points <laughs> illustration to go with each one. And we had a guy in the class who had been pa- a pastor for years. He was auditing the class and he preached his text like he normally would. And the professor had to tell him, I know you do this every Sunday, but you have to follow the outline for the class.
0: Mm. That's very formulaic,
2: which Mm -hmm. seems counter spiritual in a way. That's kind of weird. Yeah, he definitely didn't discourage him from preaching his normal way afterwards out of the classroom, but for yeah. the sake of the grade, because that's what you're there for, he had to do it the way that they were teaching.
0: Yeah. Schooling can be very transactional, which hopefully mm-hmm. your faith is not. <laughs> um, TJ, you've had the least pet peeves. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna end my last question to you. How much do you think the church should care about these pet peeves? Does it do our pet peeves matter?
1: No. They are pet peeves for a reason. They are small issues that bother us. Okay. But like, as far
0: as making changes to make the church more comfortable and that kind of stuff, you don't think that matters?
1: Not everybody has the same pet peeves. That's true. That's fair. That's true. Yeah.
0: All right. There you go. This episode did not matter. Signed, Tiberius Juan Blackwell. (laughs) There you go. If you want more episodes that do not matter, go to our patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast. Way to put over the (laughs) news. We're going to keep doing this. Um, I, I don't think overall, I don't think it matters whether or not you say go love on somebody. I do think we can get some nuggets of truth of, hey, maybe speak the language people who are visiting your church speak. But then again, that doesn't, it does not really matter. Especially when we're talking about church unity, which is what this show is all about. So, these are just our pet peeves. If you want to hear more, go to Patreon. Look up the whole church podcast. We'd appreciate your support. So, one thing we'd like to do before we end the show is our God Moment segment. And TJ likes to make me go first. It's true. So, TJ, would you We have a God Moment for us. (laughs) Um hmm i have have plenty some of my old college friends recently got married in wilmington so i got to see everybody again um we discovered that one of our other friends is getting married this november but it's possible the whole group won't be able to make it so this might be one of the last times the whole college group from back in the day got together and i originally was kind of annoyed i got it kind of irked by the fact that the wedding was at like 11 and the reception wasn't till 5 and i was like, what are we going to do all day? What? But now I'm looking back at it because I didn't know at first that this was going to be well, maybe one of the last times we all were in the same spot and I'm like, man, I'm really glad we had this random huge chunk of time in the middle of the day to go to the coffee shop that's only in Wilmington and just hang out. So yeah, that'll be mine. TJ, you want to go first, give Brandon time to think about it?
1: I can't, I can't. Uh, I just turned 23. Life is good. Thank you. My sister's birthday is tomorrow.
0: I wish I could do voice impressions better because I would love to do the Frosty the Snowman. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) That was pretty
1: good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. All right, Brandon. Top
2: birthday boy. I I, dare you. I can't because this is a real downer. (laughs) Um... Truly. because uh, I'm glad you didn't go first. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to end on a great note. So, oh, two weeks ago now, my father-in-law passed away after six or seven months of just constant various wow. health issues, um, ended up passing away from a... Lung infection, respiratory issue, non COVID related. My wife comes from a very big family, and all of the siblings were there present or on FaceTime to be there when he passed. He is a believer. He was a believer. And I was, the family was nice enough to ask me to do the closing prayer send off at the funeral service, which I really appreciated. That was a nice, um, nice opportunity to bless the family that way so so yeah
0: yeah that's um i'm glad you went last (laughs) yeah but hey uh we will be praying with your family and with all of that and i know it's never easy even if you kind of know what's coming so um we were told what, – what, what's the verse? I, I don't want to be the guy who – this is probably someone's pet peeve, the person who always, like, quotes positive vo- verses when it's unnecessary. All things work together for good. No, no. I, I was thinking the uh, those who reap in tears will so enjoy. Ooh. Like, uh, like like I like that one because it's giving you permission. Like, yeah, God, God knows you're going to be sad, and it's a good thing. Yeah. Maybe not it's good that you're sad, but it's part of life.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, please consider rating us on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Please consider sharing this episode with uh, a friend, an enemy, uh, a cousin. Pretty good options for you there. Most people have at least one of those. And yeah. Uh, yeah, cousins are tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: if you want to hear our other show, Brandon is also on it. It is Systematic Geekology. Um, it is brought to you by the great leader, Brandon Knight. So, be sure to check that show out. It's good stuff. He he makes awesome quality over there. Josh right. made the show.
1: <laughs> Josh did make Ripping. the show. <laughs> <laughs> and coming up on the show, we'll have uh, a nice whole church roundtable. Some other intro, outro stuff I forgot. As, uh, the
0: roundtable is Brandon, Joe, Will father jonathan yeah that's it if you want to just say that over
1: and me and you yeah yeah did you want to say that over no that'll work okay and of course (laughs) at the end of season one we will have francis chan he doesn't know though he hopefully does not know yeah you know people who
0: really listen to the end of the show have just just they have a treat you know they they get some great great content content at the end (laughs)
2: Yeah. Qui-Gon (laughs) Jintint. Yeah. I
0: think it's a great
2: Qui-Gon
1: Jintint at the end. Yeah. Go to Patreon for our Obi-Wan tent. (laughs) Yeah.